Give him praise. Amen. He's worthy. Welcome, Cornerstone Church. Let's give everybody online a hand. Welcome for joining us online. Amen. This is my beautiful wife, Lisa. Good morning. <laughs> Amen. Well, we have our 21 days of prayer and fasting that starts tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. So it's called Seek this year. We're actually doing it with in concert with every um, church in our network. We have a network called Radiant that we're a part of, and uh, churches from all over the country um, um, are involved in this. And so um, I want to encourage you to do something for me. Um, we have a, a, a devotional guide that's online that has devotions for every single day. Um, you can download it at cornerstonelife.org. Just go on our front page, click the uh, Seek logo, and, uh, and it will take you right there to it. And uh, you can download it if you uh, are against computers and think they're of the devil. We do have uh, some things in the back, um, some uh, devotionals you can uh, go along with us. Now, what's going to happen in these next 21 days, we want you to do four things. Number one, we want you to fast something. I don't know what that is. Whatever, ask the Holy Spirit, what is your fast? Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's TV. Maybe it's liver and onions. That's what I'm fasting this year. Right? Anyway, and um, so uh, I actually fast that every year, so I guess I got to move on and do something new. But, but fast something, get it out of your life, and, uh, and just what we, one of the things what we want to do is want to increase our time with the Lord, okay, these next 21 days. So we want you to pray, seek the Lord, um, worship, get into his word, get that devotional, and dig into the word of God, and also uh, remove comfort, you know, just get... Just get out of your comfort zone. Just remove something that's comfortable. And that might be something else that you fast. That you said, you know, I'm, I usually do this, but I'm, I, I usually watch TV at this time. I'm not going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Bible. I'm going to pray. and I'm going to seek the Lord in that time. So I want you to go to our website. There's some information on fasting and what, whether good fast that you can fast and some information that will help you along this line. Also, what's going to happen is on social media, there will be um, some things that we're going to be putting up, of course, with, that goes along with the devotional. But um, once in a while throughout each week, um, I'll be on um, live and just giving some a word from the Lord. There will be some other of our staff and maybe elders that will be doing some stuff. And maybe some of, some of you guys may want to do some of that too. And, um, but I encourage you to, to just get engage yes. in this time of prayer and fasting. Yes, I'm very excited about praying and fasting um, probably more so than I ever have. And I told Sean it's because I'm not going to be cooking anymore. So for 21 days. <laughs> what else is new, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I, there is a real excitement in me. And I believe that the church is coming into a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And you don't want to miss it. So let's, let's engage in these next 21 days. And I also believe that he is setting us up for a very large harvest of people coming to Jesus. And, and you know, Cornerstone, we want to be right there with what Jesus is doing, right? So we're going to be ready for this harvest that's coming. And we are um, going to continue to give God our yes. And you know what? Your yes... And your yes, and your yes, and your yes, all of our individual yeses become our big yes as a church family to what God's called us to do in transforming our cities. So this morning, I just want to declare before the Lord, you guys can join with me, Father, 
we will fully take our place and we fully step into our anointing and our authority and embrace our influence for advancing your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. These last few seasons um, throughout the world, there has been many who have experienced tremendous pain and, and loss, and we've even personally felt it as a church family within some of our own families. Yet through it all, we just see Jesus' constant love, and we see his faithfulness. And it seems like we've just dug our heels deeper to go after God more than we ever have before. I um, believe that we are coming into greater depths of just knowing the Father, experiencing Jesus, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I don't know if you can feel it with me. I think you do because I've had several conversations, and there's just this hunger for getting into the Word more. And I see it in our church family. There's this tenacity, there's this strength, and there's this determination to go deeper into the Word in His presence. And that is just a very, very good place to be. Amen? But I also want to speak to those that may be um, here or maybe watching or listening, and maybe that's not your story. Maybe you feel like these last, these last um, few seasons, you feel like you've been, um, instead of digging your heels deeper, maybe you feel like you've been yanked out. Maybe you feel like you've been rejected. Maybe you have removed yourself um, or withdrawn from the body of Christ. And I just want to encourage you guys this morning, come in closer. Come back home. Come in closer. And maybe, maybe for those watching online, maybe Cornerstone's not even your church home, and you know where your church home is. And I just encourage you to get involved, get engaged, come in close. You, there is a place for you in the body, and it is not the same without you. It is not the same without you. And I know that you're going to want to be a part of what Jesus is going to do through the local church in 2022. Yeah. You know, COVID hit back in uh, March of uh, 2020, and it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was, it's not easy. I mean, we had to go um, totally online. We didn't hardly even have an online presence at that time, and, and, uh, and it was kind of somewhat scary in some ways, and um, we've seen God just been very uh, gracious and you know, especially in, in our church, he's, we just, we've weathered the storm pretty well. God's done some amazing things. We, uh, we're online now. We're, we're not only a, a church in person, we're also a church online. And on any given Sunday, 40% of our people are online every Sunday. And sometimes it's more if it's raining outside. You know, people just kind of look outside and says, well, I'm glad for online church today. And <laughs> they don't come. Anyway, but they're online. <laughs> But what that's allowed us to do, and we fully embrace that, um, because it has increased our ministry quite a bit. Um, where 40% of our people are online, we still, and we also have, that would usually would be here on a Sunday morning, they're online for whatever reason. Um, but we also have people in multiple states that are watching us right now. Let's give them all a hand right now. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And we've seen people saved online. We, we, we just, it's just the outreach has happened. And we have a full media team. Let's give our media team a hand. Amen. They're doing such a great job. And this year, we're going to be investing more money into our online, online services, getting better audio, better uh, uh, cameras. And, and just because God, that's just 
what happened. You know, COVID made that happen. You know, what the enemy meant for harm, he's turned, God's turned to good, amen? And so no matter if we have snow days, we have church, you know, so everything's still, the word of God is going out, God is moving and uh, everything else, but it hasn't been easy. Um, I just uh, spoke with a, a few friends just last couple of weeks who had to close their doors of their church because of COVID. Thousands of churches are closing, actually, um, right now because of COVID. Um, but I remembered a scripture in, in that, math, that uh, Jesus is talking here, Matthew 16, verse 15. And he, he asked Peter, he, he, said to Peter, he said to them, the disciples, he says, but who do you say that I am? And then verse 16, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter on this rock, talking about the rock of the revelation of who Jesus is. But on this rock, I will build my church. And guess, look what it says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And, and what the enemy, and I believe COVID's of the enemy, I believe it's of the devil, right? Um, what the enemy meant for harm, God is turning around. And even though there's thousands of churches that have closed in the last two years, God is building and rebuilding his church and making it the church that he's always wanted here in America. And God is changing things like never before. And I'm so, I'm so excited about that. But when COVID hit, we began to realize that we can't go back to normal. And that God was going to change things. And I began to talk with our elders and our staff and, and said, God is going to change things. We can't go back to normal. I know things are going to be changing, but I just didn't know what it was going to look like. I mean, we had to do online and we had this full media team and things have changed. I mean, like on any given Sunday, 40% of our people are online. Where we used to have what we called the crowd. That was people who would come and visit our church and the only way you could visit a church was, would come on a Sunday. That would be the, the people who were searching the people. They're already already doing that online. Some of you have, have, you were online for months and months before you even started coming to Cornerstone. And so that's, that's a new way of doing church is happening, and that's, that's been extremely great. But we know things are changing. And so August, in August of 2021, this last year, I came on a Sunday to preach, to, to minister, and I felt something lift. I felt the grace of God was gone for how we were doing church. I didn't know what it was exactly. I didn't know um, what we were supposed to do, but I, it just didn't feel right. How many's ever taken a bath with your socks on? It just ain't right, you know? <laughs> just doesn't, it's just not right. And you, n- you never done that? Okay, maybe I have. But anyway. Um, I guess my baby has. One time I did that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so it just didn't feel right. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just wasn't having fun. It was hard. Every Sunday was hard for me in the fall. And I just, I didn't know what to do except for, you know, when you feel like that, you, a lot of times what happens, a lot of times when you feel the grace of God. Now, the grace of God is his enablement. It's his ability to do what he's called you to do and who he's called you to be, right? If you don't have the grace of God, then you most likely are getting out of the will of God, right? It's not his place. In fact, if you don't feel the grace of God, um, that's why a lot of people quit because it's hard. You're doing it in your own power and your own strength. And so it became hard for me. But I knew it wasn't the 
the Lord to quit because I know that's what a lot of people do. They quit right before their miracle. They quit because it's hard, but they don't really hear the voice of God. And so I know what to do. I, I, I know to pray and seek the Lord, and that's what I began to do every single day. God, what are you doing? What are you saying? What do we need to do? What, what do you need to do in me? What's, what's going on here? And I needed to hear a word from the Lord. And so I began to pray and knew that God was changing something, but I just didn't know what the word was. And then one day, while I was praying, I heard, heard, heard the voice of the Lord, and he says, it's time to break the mold. It's time to break the mold. And, and he reminded me, God speaks to me in a couple of different ways. He speaks to me through music and through food. Just to be honest with you. And so I was on a vacation and I, um, there's this dessert right there. And um, I, um, it's a great dessert. And he reminded me when he was telling me this word, he says, you have to break the mold. It's like that dessert and when you, you had. And, um, and basically, I didn't take a picture because I didn't know that. I didn't ever want Lisa to know I actually had this. Um, I wasn't there. I didn't know that. Well, you went to, the, to the, the hotel to take a nap. I mean, <laughs> anyway, this dessert is, is a chocolate mold. It's, a, it's a, uh, a pyramid. But the only way to get to the good stuff is you've got to break it open. And when you break it open, you have this chocolate ganache that's in there, and either your face is going to go into it first or a fork. I don't know, but you're going to get it. You're going to eat it. The good stuff is when you break the mold. And the Lord says, Sean, you have to break the mold to get to where I'm going. You've got to break the mold. You've got to get out of your comfort zone, and you've got to change some things and break the mold of how I'm doing things. And so, um, so that's what... That's the one of the words. And there was another word that the Lord gave us. Lisa and I were praying after this. And, uh, and he began, the Lord just sovereignly one day just showed up in my office with, with Lisa when Lisa and I were praying. And we began to get a specific direction. And we realized we had to change our focus. And the, and, and the word of the Lord was not only to break the mold, but now you have to serve the mandate. And the mandate is to go and make disciples. And so he told us that we are to be more about being a discipleship and equipping center. And this has always been our heart. We've always had this, but it's, but it's been in, in the background in a way. And that we have been more serving the services than the mandate. And that the Lord wanted to change that to serve the mandate and not the service. And so we would tell everybody, listen, if you're only coming to Sunday morning, you're missing 90% of the services, but 90% of our, our time and 90% of what we did was on the services. And the Lord says, I want you to break that mold. I want you to change things, and I want you to become an equipping center. I want you to become a discipling center, and I don't want you to get distracted anymore. This is what I am calling you to do, to break the mold, and here's that specific direction. Um, we were sitting on this couch, or at least I was. He was sitting in his chair in his office, and, and it was just like all these things just started bubbling up. It's like, oh, oh, and I'm seeing all these pictures, and I'm just hearing the word of the Lord with him as he's telling me about breaking the mold and, and um, serving the mandate. And um, so I was so excited, and I told my sister. My sister, Tara, she is an intercessor, and she prays for us, and she prays for our church. And she was so excited because I got to tell her some of the 
the strategy that the Lord had given us. And she goes, Lisa, Lisa, I was praying for you guys on Monday, and the Lord told me that he was breaking traditions in your church. And there was going to, we were just talking, and there was going to be a an increase of the power of the word of God that we're going to experience because these traditions are going to be broken. And so then we just, you know, we prayed with the elders, we prayed with the pastors, we prayed with the staff, and there's just a lot of excitement um, for what God is saying right now. And so what COVID had done is, is didn't catch God off guard. What was happening, God already knew what was going to happen, God was wanting change in his church. The church in America has to change. There's, there's no way. We cannot go back to the normal. We can't go back to where we were. We have to change. It doesn't mean that, that there won't be some similarities in some things, but, but there has to be a change. We have to go away from, from just being a people who come to a church on a Sunday morning, and there's no transformation. There has to be transformation. And so here's what the Lord has given us. This is, we don't know it all. I just want you to know that. We believe that as we step out in faith, God is going to give more. As we take that. And I believe that it's going to come from the body too. Not just, not just from me, not just from Lisa, not just from the other. It's going to come from the body. But we don't know everything yet. But this is what we know. This is what we heard the Lord tell us to do. We have um, two services. We have a 9 a.m. and an 11 a.m. And the Lord told us to take our 9 a.m. service and turn it into an equipping hour. And that's what we're going to be doing is going to have, have classes that are going to be on 9 a.m. That the whole purpose, they're not just Bible studies. They're the purpose to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so our growth track, which is uh, our four-week track to get to let you know who we are, is going to be on that that 9 a.m. It's already on a 9 a.m. service. But also our school of leaders we're going to bring in to our 9 a.m. service. But we're also going to bring in other things like how to heal the sick, how to prophesy, how to, uh, how, how to know your giftings, how to have a, a, a great marriage, how to have a great family. I mean, some of those things are equipping things, the saints, for the work of the ministry. And just think about this. This is something that we're going to equip you to go and do. How to evangelize, how to go on the street, how to, how to give your testimony. We want to equip everyone in our church for every good work. Amen? And this is what God has called us to do, to do that. And our non-aimed service is now going to be an equipping hour, about 45 minutes, and where you can come and you can, you'll sign up for these classes and you'll be equipped for whatever God has for you. And that's, that's just the heart of God. And then we're going to take what's now our 11 a.m. service, we're going to move it down to a 10 a.m. service where we're going to gather everyone together for a celebration service. And we're going to worship God. We're going to pray together. We're going to read his word. We're going to, I mean, study his word. We're going to do what God tells us to do. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move in a powerful way. And just think about this. What you learned at 9 a.m. can be practiced at 10 a.m. Amen? And so for a time, we're only going to have one service. This is for a season. We know we're going to add more celebration services later. Now you're thinking, well, how are we going to fit everybody in here? We can add about 100 more chairs into our, our sanctuary here um, without going above fire code. And, uh, and that's what we're planning on doing. And what we're going to do, we're just going to tell the Lord says, start another service. We're going to stay at that until he says go. 
And when he says go, we're going to do that. There could be a service um, in early in the morning. There could be a service on a Saturday night or a Sunday night. There could be a service on a Monday night. There could be multiple services. We could start another church. I don't know what God's going to do, but we're going to follow him. But for a first season, we're only going to have one service, and we're going to bring everybody together for that yeah. service. With our 10, 10 a.m., I feel the Lord is gathering the family to one big table. And he's bringing us in close. And as a result, there's our fire and our passion is going to increase. And the Lord showed me that even as we've continued to be so faithful, even after COVID, we've become very spread out. And it has, be, it has made things seem very hard and, and weary. And so he's wanting to co- us to come together so that we can link arms better. And I see him gathering our strengths and our gifts, and our creativity, and our skills, and I saw us, that's us, you and I, all of us building with the Lord, and we were going deeper, and we were going higher, and because of our unified strength and the overflow of his presence, it was, it was actually expanding our sphere of influence like a fountain, so I was really thankful for that word. Bring in a new dynamic of who we are yeah. and to build who we are. And those who are online, we are working to uh, increase our infrastructure so we can actually add you to the classes that you'll be able to go online to our website and add and come in on uh, virtually on our classes also. So we're not going to leave everybody out. I mean, because we're still going to have an online church that's going to still be there and part of us. We're going to train you. We're going to train everybody that's going to be a part. The other thing the Lord told us to do is this Wednesday night is our worship and prayer night for our, our, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's going to start, though, we're going to make every Wednesday night a time of prayer. And uh, from now on, it's going to be prayer every single Wednesday night. We're going to pray for our city. We're going to pray for our families. We're going to pray for God to move in a great and powerful way. And we're excited about what he is doing. And I'm excited about it. I don't know. We actually have another auditorium over there. We may just have two auditoriums going on every Sunday at that 10 o'clock. We don't know. With two, Am I hitting you? No. Okay. I just thought you'd lay hands on me. <laughs> And so, so we don't know what God's going to do. We just, we just know these first steps, and we're excited yeah. about seeing what he's going to, how he's going to move in our yeah. 9 a.m. equipping hour and yeah. our 10 a.m. celebration. Yes. Amen? I'm excited. We're going to be adding more chairs, but I'm really excited about permanently removing the dividers. And Apparently, they smell. I, I don't know. They're Who, just old. Whoever smelt them first, I don't know. But they... <laughs> Apparently, go over there and sniff them later. But, but um, can you imagine all of us being in here at one time? There's people who come to first service who don't even know that someone that and, comes you know, second service, we're going to come together. The 40% still stay online because we wouldn't be able to fit you all in right now until we get everything worked out. Oh, just, out. just do what you want to do. Do which, whatever you feel led of the Lord. Well, it'll be awesome. So um, I, I, our worship's going to be louder because there's going to be more people in the room. Our impact is going to be greater. Um, I, as, for, as for our 9 a.m. service, I see so many of our classrooms and, and spaces just where there's community and connection and prayer. There'll be things for your equipping. kids. We're going to equip the kids. Yes, yes. We're so going to have equipping classes for kids. Teaching too. them how to hear God's voice, teaching them how to pray, and then even just having good, solid Fellowship playtime is a, is a wonderful opportunity to develop the fruits of the Holy Spirit 
And, and so it's, it's just going to be really, 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 really good. And I'm just so excited about it. I'm excited about the, we have, um, I know of people in Florida who, who come to our church online. I know people in Washington State who come to our church online. What if, Sean already mentioned this, but what if life groups were to start in those states? We start what, churches in those states. Yeah, what if they change into churches? I mean, How many want to go start a church in Florida? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it's all going to look like, but there are no limits. It feels great to be out of the box. It feels great to have the mold broken. And it's just this adventure that the Holy Spirit is bringing us on. And I just see, I just see us doing this. And so I wanted to... Um, share with you this prophetic word. We've received actually several words from the Lord that confirm what the Lord has been showing us. And it's so cool that he showed it to us first, and then we started getting these confirming words. And so on December 30th, it was actually from another ministry um, who gave out this global word to the church. And I want to read it to you. Really listen to it, because I believe it really describes where the Lord has taken us. The Lord is highlighting that the local gathering of believers is to be like family. From the place of deep relationship, transformation will be seen in the lives of individuals and also regions as people walk in the fullness of the plans the Lord has for them. They are not only equipping and sending centers, but are like homes where my people are nourished and equipped and counseled and loved and accepted. I am drawing people together as families. These will be places where my people encounter my heart, my word, and my ways as they journey together. I'm drawing my people back to the importance of many parts, but one body. I am expressing this through the revelation of family. Each member has unique gifts, and every family member is loved, appreciated, and equipped to step into the fullness of God's plans. There is no competition as each family member is a cheerleader for each other, supporting them on their journey and the path I have for them. My fire will fall on these homes, for they will be marked with my presence and power. My people will be my fire carriers. They will carry my fire and presence to their regions and draw many to me as they see the transformational impact of my truth love and power at work. Captives will be set free. Strongholds and chains will be broken. These places will have a focus on being the light and salt in their region. They will walk in John 13, 35 that says, for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another one, I mean, loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. So I am raising up and highlighting kingdom family much restoration, healing, and liberty will come as my people embrace kingdom family. Isn't that good? Amen. That's good. You know, making this change gives us a couple things, uh, allows us to do a couple things. Number one, it's going to allow us to be more effective with our time and focus on equipping people, and that's what we want. We want to equip people with the Word of God. Um, and so the first Sunday, January 30th, uh, here in about three weeks, uh, we'll start this. And so our classes are going to be our growth track, which is a, um, if, you have, if you're new here or you haven't, you've been here for maybe for a while but you haven't done our growth track, you need to do our growth track. It's something that where we teach and we talk about who we are and why are we a church? Why are we here? And so it's kind of the DNA. It's a four-week uh, class that's taught by Lisa and some of the elders. And, um, and so I want to encourage you to, to be a part of that if you haven't done that. 
Um, the, the other class that's going to start on the 30th is a class that's called Gifted. And uh, it's a class that I'm going to do. Um, it's it's uh, John Bevere, if you don't know who that is. He's, he's an author. It's uh, a thing about, an, uh, a class about knowing your giftings. And I want everyone to start out knowing how to know their gifts, how to hear from the Lord and uh, know their gifts. So it's going to be uh, like a 10-minute video, and then I'm going to teach the rest of it. And so um, I want you to sign up for those classes. That's going to be about a six-week class, and, uh, and you'll be able to sign up here this week online. And uh, they are limited. We are limited on just because we're just starting this on, on how many people we can have on each class. But this is what's going to happen. After those classes are, are done, we're going to be starting some new classes in March. And, uh, and uh, we're getting those ready right now, and we believe it's going to be a great thing to be able to equip every single one of us uh, for whatever God has for us. The second thing it's going to do, you know, discipleship is very important to us, so it's go and make disciples. That's the mandate. Part of the discipleship is teaching. We need teaching. But the other part of discipleship is fellowship, is community. And one of the things that this is going to allow us to do is have more community time together Um, So on January 30th, um, we're going to have classes, but you can come early even to those classes, drop your kids off, have some coffee, invite your friends or whatever, and and we're going to have community. But there are going to be some Sundays that we may not have a lot of classes that we're going to do some more community events, like having pancake breakfasts and getting to know each other. Um, we see that in the early church. They, they met, they ate, they ate together, they, they had community, and the community is very important to us. And so we're going to be able to have some more uh, opportunities for fellowship and community, which is a part of discipleship. You need that. The other part of discipleship is that we're still going to have our small groups are still going to go on because not only do you need teaching, not only do you need um, fellowship, but you need mentorship. You need someone to mentor you. You need someone who can walk alongside and help you. That's what our small groups are for, is to have someone who can help disciple you. So that's going to go on, definitely. And it's going to give opportunity also for those of you who are members of our church, who've gone through our school leaders, who have been trained. School leaders are very important. We'll talk more about that when that begins in, in sometime here soon. But for those who have a teaching gift to be able to teach during this equipping hour. It's going to allow those who have that teaching gift to use that teaching gift because it's not, it can't just be me every Sunday teaching on the 9 a.m. on our equipping hour or some or our elders. You have in you gifts that God wants you to give and train and teach. And so we want to give opportunity for that for you, for our body to help be the body of Christ because every joint supplies, every part does its share, amen? And so, but also number four, it's gonna bring unity in the body. One of the things that COVID has done is tried to bring disunity in the body of Christ. We've seen that not just because of, of, of tearing us away from each other, um, not be able to have fellowship a lot of times. It's, that's what COVID has done, but not only COVID, but also throughout this time, the, the, the things of the, that's going on in the world, the politics and everything, it's brought division. And we really believe that having uh, the equipping hour and the 10 a.m. service is going to bring unity in our body and cause us to, to grow in, in, in a great way to go out and affect this world for the kingdom of God. That every sphere, we're going to influence every sphere of, of this world. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have politics, but we're going to do it in the kingdom mindset. 
We're going to do it in the way Jesus would want us to do it, okay? Because we're going to affect the, the, the uh, politics. We're going to affect our country. We're going to affect our schools. We're going to affect our workplaces. We're going to affect our nation. We're going to affect this world, but it's going to be done in a kingdom mindset. But we're going to do it in unity, and we're going to grow healthy in Jesus' name. I love this verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing full of love. And then number five, we're going to be focused fully on the mandate of reaching and discipling people. We're going to reach the unchurched. And this is what the Lord told us to do, to break the mold and so we can better serve the mandate. And to serve the mandate begins with this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus calls that the great commandment. Can you imagine the kind of influence that we have just by our love? So when Sean and I were just 15 and 16, we... I was 16. Yes, and I was 15. (laughs) Uh, He thinks that's important. So... Um, I was actually living in Decatur, Alabama, and my youth pastor was out of town. I was going to preach that night. I was so excited. He still lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, so he, he drove the 12-plus hours, I guess, to come and, and support me. And we had this prayer time together, he and I, and it actually reminded me of the time that we had in his office when the Lord downloaded this. It reminded me of that time. But anyways, one of the scriptures that just really got so engraved on our hearts that would forever describe any ministry that we'd ever want to be a part of. And and to me, this already describes Cornerstone Church, but I'm going to read it, and I want you to imagine it even more. Imagine it increasing even more. So it says it's from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 21. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible. I'm going to insert our name. Cornerstone Church, may Christ through your faith Dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints the experience of that love, what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, that you may really come to know and experience For yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. May you have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who by his power that works in us, which is his love, is able to do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To him be glory in the church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. His love empowers the mandate. The love of God is powerful, which is what we're called to do Jesus called it the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And this is our kingdom mandate. This is what God has called every single believer on this earth to do, is to go about making disciples. And, that's, and, the, and the truth is, is we either are going to impact this world, or this world is going to have an impact on us. And so we're going to impact this world. We're going to train people to go into every realm, every sphere of society. 
We're going to have kingdom influence in everything. We're going to train up the next governors and presidents and uh, school board members. You know, we're going to train up um, the next teachers. You know, we're going to train up the businessmen and women. We're going to train up the next next people who are going to influence the music industry. We're going to train up the people who's going to influence the movie industry. We're going to train up the next people. You say, Sean, you can do that from Blue Springs. We're going to do it. Because we're going to train up people in the right way to go and have a kingdom mindset, a God concept yes. mindset yes. of how this world is supposed to yes. be and how we're supposed to live in this world right now until he comes because that's what God has called us to do, to be the church. Not in these four walls, but be the church everywhere we go, everywhere we live. Yes. Amen? Matthew 6.33 says, seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness. So it is time for us to do inventory in every area of our life. What is the kingdom focus over your finances right now? What is the kingdom focus in your marriage? What is the kingdom focus in that work project that you're assigned to right now? What is the kingdom focus in your kids' sports schedules? That's crazy and, and pulling you all directions. You know, there's kingdom purpose. And if there's not kingdom for purpose, then we want to get into the right place. We want to be at the right place at the right time with Jesus, right? And so every, um, every sphere, God wants to invade with his love and his kingdom. And so we just read Ephesians 3, love is the way of the kingdom. So when we discover the ways of the kingdom then we are able to disciple people in any environment. It can be on the ball field, even on a Sunday morning. You can make disciples, you can make disciples in any environment because you have discovered God's kingdom ways and God's kingdom ways work everywhere. And so we need the values of his kingdom defining who you are defining how you're going to live so that we can actually be in position to disciple the nations, to disciple a culture. Um, it's um, because this is our assignment to bring heaven on earth, right? Jesus taught us that, that we are to bring heaven on earth through our prayers and through our radical obedience. And so you and I, picture this, you and I, are the tangible expressions of God's kindness and love that leads people to repentance. Imagine, again, I said it before, imagine the kind of influence that you have just because of our love. Um, so I really feel like God's moving us. We're going to see that God's going to be moving through you. He's going to be moving through us as believers in our workplaces on the swim team, wherever you're involved, God has a kingdom purpose, and he wants you to be like the fire starter in those places. And so um, um, the, when it says go into the world, um, go into the ball game, go into, I, I don't know why I keep on saying sports. I just because I really feel like there's so much gathering in the realm of sports, and I feel like God wants the church to. The playoffs game when they win? Yes. Kingdom-minded. <laughs> I'm Amen. talking about kingdom Jesus, Jesus' no. kingdom. So I'm too. Um, go into the world. Um, 
You know, one thing that's really awesome that I'm really excited about, and you guys can just put it on your calendar, is May 14th, there is going to be an event that happens in Kansas City and has actually been trying to happen the last few years, but because of COVID, it's been canceled. But it is scheduled for May 14th. It's called The Send. And there's going to be 80,000 people at this event, and our church is part of The Send. And so we're going to hear more about that. We're going to be um, on prayer teams. We're going to just be passing out water. We're going to be um, witnessing, and there's going to be lots of people born again. There's going to be a lot of people um, being commissioned and, and, and to their calling of going out into the world and doing exactly what we're talking about this morning. So the, when it says preach the gospel, it's, it's, yes, your mouth. Your mouth needs to open because you have life-filled words that need to come out and bless people. And you, so yes, we need to speak with our mouth, but also, did you know that your life preaches? It's preaching right now. It's preaching right now. And so we can not only speak with our mouth, but also we need to allow people to come in close. Do not be afraid of relationship. Have people come in close. Open your home. Let people see you live out the gospel. And don't be worried if you're not perfect because none of us are. And what's so awesome about not being perfect is that we get to experience the power of forgiveness, which demonstrates to them right now the gospel, the gospel right there. So you can just be who you are is when we take that step forward, you just watch how God just engages with you. Um, some of the things that you've been putting on hold, some of the things that the Lord has put in your heart, he wants you to bring it to the surface now and have his kingdom heart for it. So I want you to imagine Ephesians chapter 3 verse 21. Now to him who's able to do above all that we could ever ask or think, even from what we've been talking about this morning, consider your mandate. Consider your own personal part of the mandate of going to the world and discipling people. How much more will the Lord do above and beyond all that you could ever ask or think? The whole, the whole building can get born again, not just your office. You know, the whole school can get born again and come to Jesus, not just your class. I mean, he will do more. He will do more. But pray those big prayers and start getting excited for moving forward. Amen. Amen. Now, we're not putting God in a box. We're, not, we're doing some changes on Sundays. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be other things throughout the week. There are, we definitely have classes going to be planned throughout the week. There's going to be other things that you can get involved in throughout the week. The church has to become seven days, 24-7. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we're going to be continuing to do. And so, so God has something going. And I, like I said, I don't know all the steps. I'm just going to be honest with you. We don't know everything. We just know what God has told us now. And we're going to be faithful with the now. And he's going to take care of the future, right? Amen. And he's going to tell us and speak to us as we go. And as we continue to do all these things and what God has already called us to do and told us to do, we're going to do that. But there's something that we need to talk to you about. What mold do you need to break out of? What is God telling you? Because we can get so involved in our way of life and we're never fulfilled. And sometimes we, we, there's a word that, that happens to us and it's called stuck. That we're stuck in the same way of eating, sleeping, going to work, going to church and doing some other things and we're never really getting anywhere. We're never influencing, we're never doing anything 
There's a scripture that, that the Lord reminded me of that uh, Jesus is talking to the churches in Revelation. It's Revelation chapter 3, verse 13. He's speaking to the church of Laodicea, and he says, I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. Oh, I, I wish you were either cold or hot. Now, he's not saying that cold is bad and hot is wrong. A lot of people interpret it that way. That's not what it's saying. Cold and hot means this. It's effective. You know, if someone poured cold water down your shirt, it's, you're going to get a response. You pour hot water down someone's shirt, you're going to get a response. You pour lukewarm, you're just going to pee over yourself. But it's not going to give you much of a response. You guys ever do that joke where you put lukewarm? Never mind. Anyway, God is saying, I want you to be hot or cold. I want you to be effective. And a lot of times we go through this life and we're not effective. And we just keep on going through and we're, we're stuck. We think that, the, is this all there is? And sometimes we're comfortable in being uncomfortable. And God wants us to break out of that mold. And so Jesus says, he says, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, and listen to this, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing. But you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. See, we get to a place that we don't realize what we're missing. And we could, we could have continued to just do church as normal. And it would be okay. It would have been fine. In the sense of that's all. But it wouldn't have been God. We had to break the mode. What is God telling you you need to break out of today? Because maybe we're stuck. Maybe we're stuck in this. And it reminds me of King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was in, in 2 Kings chapter 18. It says this about him. He says, Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not stop following him. And the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. But we don't understand something about King Hezekiah, that his, who his dad was. He was raised in one of the worst kings of Judah King as 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 has, and he his his father set up idols everywhere, took everyone away from God, set up idols everywhere, shut down all the temples, closed the doors of those temples, didn't honor God, and the nation went downhill and became very poor. And here comes King Hezekiah, whose dad just died. He's twenty five years old. He was raised in an environment of compromise, defeat, and mediocrity. And he could have turned the, the same way as his dad. No one would have said anything different because that's all he knew. But he said, no, I'm, he stepped out. He took a step of faith. He, he didn't know any better, but he decided, I'm not going to live like my dad. And the first thing he did was to reopen the temple and he turned the nation back to God. This kingdom was so evil that they, remember back in Numbers where, where um, Moses um, had to make a stick with a, an, a bronze serpent around it because the nation of is, Israel was complaining. God doesn't like complainers, by the way. And so it, they were complaining, why do you bring us out of Egypt? We're here, and we're hungry, and we're going through this wilderness. And God sent a, a, a bunch of vipers, a bunch of snakes into the, the camp, and, and they bit them, and they died. And, and then the nation of Israel, that's how the nation of Israel worked. They, 
they would ha- that have to have that happen and they would come and repent. So they came to Moses and God and started to repent and said, man, I'm sorry we were complaining, we were wrong and help us. And so Moses created a stick with on top of the stick was a, a serpent. We use that in the medical place today. It's a sign of healing. And if you would look at the stick, you'd be healed. They, they got so evil that they turned that even into an idol and Hezekiah had to break that apart and destroy it. That reminds me that maybe even sometimes our own religious thinking, the way we used to do things, can be made idols in our life. That we need to break the mold. You need to break the mold today. Mitch uh, O'Dwyer, Mitch, where are you at? Mitch, Mitch, are you here? He has a word um, that the Lord's given him. I wanted to give him, have him come up and give him given that, that word that God has for us. We need to break the mold. It's not just for us corporately, it's even for us personally. And what a better way to start this is on this 21 days of prayer and fast that we begin tomorrow to break the mold. Um, you know the mold is broken when I'm in jeans and cowboy boots. Woo! That look good, man. I didn't know that they were going to be saying Usually that wear today. shorts. By Usually the way. wear shorts. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're not in a box. We're in the Lord's hand. Cornerstone has been around for 30 plus years. In this next step, God isn't asking us to do a complete overhaul or even a redo. The past has been really, really good. The past 30 plus years have led us to this moment but in order to get to the next 30 years we've got to take this step we have to take this step a new aroma a new fragrance is coming because we are getting ready to have new wine uncorked a sweet aroma is coming Yeah, a sweet fragrance is coming and it's called Jesus. A new wine that has been getting ready for 30 plus years is getting ready to be tasted. God's fragrance brings change, brings miracles. When his fragrance is present, he is present. He's going to be in the house. He's going to be in your house. And it's a, it's a rededication for all of us to the mandate of this church. We rededicate ourselves to this mandate that's been brewing, that's been in a bottle for 30 plus years. And it's getting ready to be released. And I'm Amen. excited. Amen. So excited. Amen. Amen. So it's time to break the mold. So what does that mean for you? What is Holy Spirit telling you to do? It's time to get out of our comfort zones. The same old, same old. Time to expand our tent pegs, maybe. To renew wrong mindsets, to break traditions of men. What does that mean for you? We want that. We want to know that.
Sorry, I'm just so excited. The word, uh, the Lord put a word on my heart. I, just so you know, I'm not on staff here. I'm not an elder here. I am just a member here. I just go to church here. I had no idea that they were going to talk about this. I knew they had said a change was coming. And I just want to confirm it for all of us. Um, the Lord, I've, I've been watching this series online called Relen um, Restless Church. And I never knew, I never thought anything about church being any different. This is a similar church I grew up in, and this is how church has always been. I never thought anything. I just finished it this last week, and I felt the end of it was talking about if you felt like something needs to be changed in your church, you should reach out to your pastor. And I thought, oh my gosh, that would be, that would be embarrassing. Like, I would never want him to think that I didn't think he was doing a good job. You know, I love our church, and I always feel the Lord when I come in and things like that. But it was about this, you guys. It was about the fact that coming in on just a Sunday and not really equipping people to go out and do things is not working. It was talking about the New Testament church, which Pastor Sean uh, talked about a little bit, gathering together, having food, small groups being more important, and being able to go out and equip. And this series was shot in uh, 2012-2013-ish, way before COVID. But one of the things they talked about was that what would happen if the churches got shut down. You know, if you read the end of your Bible, we all know the end of the story, right? At some point in time, we're gonna reach persecution, whether we're here on earth or we're in heaven when it happens. At some point in time, the church in America is gonna reach persecution. For the first time ever, we experienced that in 2020. We had to shut down. We were not allowed to come together. I can tell you right now that I wouldn't be equipped to do a church at my house at this moment. But guess what? Thanks to you guys, I will be after this, right? We will all be ready if something like that ever were to happen again on a more permanent basis. We could have church in our homes and we could teach other people and they could eventually teach other people. We will never have to have fear again about being shut down. This is just a building, but imagine what we could do if we were truly, truly equipped. So I am just so, so thankful, you guys, that in, and it's just miraculous to me confirming what God was already doing in your guys' hearts, and I had no idea about it. So just, can I just, can I pray really quick? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I want everybody to put one hand on your heart. I want you to reach out your other hand to Pastor Sean and Pastor Lisa right now, Father. I am so grateful, God, that you have provided us with this church and with this staff, with this leadership, with this pastor and our elders, Lord Jesus, that they listen to you, God, because above all, that's what we want. We want leadership that is ready to break out and do what you call them to do and never to be scared of that, even though it looks so different and it looks so crazy than any of us have probably ever used to growing up in. God, I'm I just ask right now, God, that you would begin to stir on our hearts and our lives, Lord, in a way that we've never felt before, God, that your gifts, you would bring them forward, Lord, and that you would help us step out with no fear, Lord, that you would be ready to equip us, God, that you would just take the scales off of our eyes right now, Lord, that you would tell us exactly what we're to be doing, stepping out in this purpose right now, Lord, whether we're to teach, Lord, whether we're to preach, God, whether we're to become evangelists, Lord, that you would help us start small groups, God, in our own homes, Lord Jesus, that we would open up our homes like we've never done before, God, that you would continue to speak to us, Lord, through this time, yes, God. I thank Lord. you so much for the, the elders, Lord, and the pastors, and I just ask right now, God, that you would continue to give them faith and strength to step out, God, even if anybody wants to come against them, Lord, break chains right now, God, break bondages right now, Lord Jesus, call up teachers right now, God, call up leaders, people to lead classes, Lord, that they never thought they'd teach or do, and I just ask right now, God, that you equip every single person 
person in this room, every single person online, God, every single person in Surface One, that even now, God, they would begin to feel you stirring on their hearts. We thank you so much, God. We thank you so much that in this time, in this season, Lord, that you have brought this forth and that we will step out in faith. We will trust you. Every breath and every heartbeat that we have in the rest of our lives, God, we will serve you with it. In your name we pray, God. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Okay, yeah, come on up. So I started going to church here over 10 years ago. And the first time the Lord gave me a word of prophecy for the church, um, I'm just feeling it stirring in my heart that it's like the now word now. Like he gave it a long time ago, but I just want to release it. And so he said, there's a fire coming. (laughs) Refreshing and cleansing is coming to all who will receive. And that was the word that he gave. And I just feel like there's this fire that's igniting in every one of us, but it'll bring unity to the whole body. This is the body. Yeah. Every joint supplying. We're together. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you. You are for us and not against us. And you speak to us. And we thank you for that. Help every single one of us break out. Break out of the box that we've put over ourselves and even boxes that others have put on ourselves. Let us break out a tradition that is not life-giving. Let us break into your way your will, your hope, your love, your joy, your peace, your power, your grace, Lord. Let us break into that, Lord, in Jesus' name and live in it. So these next 21 days, as we commit these next 21 days to seek you, God, that God show us what we need to break out of, show us what we need to run into and live into, and God, as we do the spiritual battle that needs to be done for January 30th to start. That God, we are gonna we're gonna do warfare in the heavenlies, God, and we're gonna win in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God. And as we start January 30th with this new way of what you're doing, God, this new thing, God, that Father God, powerful things are gonna happen. People are going to be saved, healed, delivered, and set free. Become fully devoted followers of Christ. And we thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, stand up and let's worship the Lord. Amen.